Welcome everyone to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of April 16th, 2023. We are in the dregs of, well, so officially we are done with NCAA winter sports. The last winter sports were gymnastics. Congratulations to Stanford men and Oklahoma women who won their championships and bowling. Congratulations to Vanderbilt bowling uh, who are part of the Southland bowling conference again my favorite bowling conference because there are no actual members of the southland in it i think conference usa is taking them over next year but yes we now have we're done with all the quote-unquote winter sports and now we're on to the spring sports which i want to say real fast because i'll say it here because people will stop complaining no because i'll still complain but here are the sports that's baseball beach volleyball men's and women's golf men's and women's lacrosse women's rowing, softball, men's women's tennis, men's and women's outdoor track and field, men's volleyball, and women's water polo. Those are these spring sports okay. for NCAA. I was absolutely astonished to learn that NCAA beach volleyball is a thing that exists. And I learned that this weekend because LSU has it. There is no division in it. It is only the one big division. <laughs> Do all places that have NCAA beach volleyball possess a beach okay well now you're gonna make me go check hold up well, I, mean, I mean like does that I roof possess a beach i uh no i mean uh, i mean for some definitions of beach there's like sand in the place that they play uh, i mean we have sand here yeah but i mean like sand can be acquired there's really not any beach in the state of louisiana at all except like maybe if you count like this tiny sliver of like Grand Isle in Louisiana, and but that's that's like the most common spot that's washed out after a hurricane. Um, there's another beach I think out by Lake Charles, maybe, but like I really not any beaches in Louisiana. I I, I would not give Baton Rouge any beach credit. I would Wait, say. So you so you're gonna say that ULM's women's beach volleyball team does not play on a beach? You think? I, 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 you know, unless it's like right sandy against the bayou, I, I, I still wouldn't consider that a beach. Technically, I guess. I'm trying to find the the least here. Well, I'll, I'll drop this in the chat. Okay, the least, the, the least beach the, location. There, there are about 54 Division One beach volleyball programs. Boise State, I would think, might be the least beach. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get less beach than that. Do they have Abilene a, Christian do they have... has a beach volleyball program. Yeah, that's that's pretty not beach. Do, does does Boise State have blue sand? They don't. I've been okay. over this actually. Oh, okay. I remember right. this. I, I photoshopped like... blue sand one time into a okay. Boise State. So the most landlocked state in the United States is Nebraska. The Cornhuskers, and they do. They, there's no beach. Austin P, pretty not beach. Arizona, pretty not beach. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, that feels that feels Bo wrong. Boulevard, Missouri, beach. <laughs> Wait, there's another like Nebraska school. Okay, Wayne State, the Wildcats in Nebraska, beach volleyball team. What? What? Are they just dreaming that they're near the beach? Yeah, I don't. I don't blame them. Yeah, I, I would. College in Conway, Arkansas has a beach volleyball team. Conway, I have Arkansas. so many former students who have gone to Hendricks. For some reason, they all end up going there. I know so many people who've gone to Hendricks. Anyways, yes, tons of places that that have beach volleyball that should not. Or maybe should. Who knows? I'm not here to judge. I feel like <laughs> California makes a lot of sense. Chattanooga has a beach. 
things I learned today. There is a team in Illinois that has a beach. I guess the lake is there. That that is a seasonal beach. If we're being really honest here, extremely <laughs> seasonal. <laughs> we're on to spring sports. We also have things like dodgeball ending today. Congratulations, Michigan State, who won the national dodgeball tournament, beat the Titans, Wayne State. No, sorry, not Wayne State. You got me confused now. Grand Valley, Grand Valley, who are the, the Titans of of. I'm just I'm just imagining Sparty playing dodgeball right now in my head. Like the mascot. So angry. Just so angry. Just with all his 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 foam muscles or whatever. So Kamish, before we get too far, we need to hear about your coach. Coach Jordan, are you forgetting something? Yes, I am. (laughs) We'll do some introductions. My name is Jordan. Hi there. How's it going? I have Kamish. Man, tonight on the quiet storm with Jordan. I have Beth. I have Pick Girl. (laughs) Beth. How are you doing out there in Radio Land? Well, worse now. <laughs> Coming up Good. next on the Quiet Storm, we have some I'll be sure. No. I can't imagine <laughs> someone with my voice trying to do like Quiet Storm Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pick girl, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I saw the new D&D movie yesterday, and it was pretty good. It should have come out in July, though. It's a very July movie. It is. I saw it. That's the first movie I've seen in theaters in a while. Uh, Kamish? Well, before even I get to Kamish, because Kamish will start talking about his thing. Yeah. Can we can we all decide on here real fast if we are on Team Oppenheimer or Team Barbie? Have you I'm, heard about this? I, I'm definitely going to I need slightly more uh, context. The Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer biopic, which is, uh, what's the time on that? Because it's a Chris Nolan movie. Oh, God. In time. Let's see here. Three hours plus, I believe, Oof. is releasing the same day as the Barbie movie. Oh, I'm on Team Barbie. Beth, are you going for Team Barbie or Team Oppenheimer? I'm going to go Team Oppenheimer. There we go. Kamish? Double feature. Back to back. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All day. It doesn't matter which one it is. Whatever the times line up the best. Either Barbie first, Oppenheimer second. Someone has put Barbie quote, sorry, Barbie with Oppenheimer quotes. I have become death destroyer of worlds. It's beautiful. I'm on team Oppenheimer, but I like Chris Nolan's bullshit. I love Tenet, which my wife looked at. We watched it and she goes, this movie is so much bullshit. I hate it. I was like, I know. Isn't it great? She goes, no, it's just bullshit. (laughs) So yes, after introductions, after this, Kamish. Yes. How was your coaching experience? So game two two was great. It was a double feature day for the commish. I I had to be a chaperone at the kiddos zoo field trip uh, in the beginning of the day and then basically come home, uh, rest for maybe like an hour or so, hour or two, maybe. uh, And then right back out to the soccer fields to be coach commish. It felt like the entire city of San Antonio was at the San Antonio zoo on Friday. It was insane. I've never seen so many field trips in my life. It it was nuts. Uh, it, it was a blast, though. The kiddo had a bunch of fun. I, how many I, were How many were you in charge of? Honestly, the weird thing about this is is every parent came to be a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> so I've like, never heard of that. Holy it's shit! It's the kinder. It's the kinder. Like so, it's like their first field trip ever. They didn't have one last year yeah. um, for like pre K or anything. So it's the first field trip, and it's the only one of the year. So the teacher was just like, yeah, every parent volunteered to be a chaperone. So every kid is just basically like, take your kid to the zoo day. Yeah, that's just a very weird carpool. It was never, (laughs) 
it was I'm it was so, so strange. Baffled. It was so strange. Like we we met at the school at like eight fifteen. All the chaperones got their information and were like, hey, you guys all drive to the zoo separately. We'll 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 take them to the bus. That the bus is taking the kids. Um, and then once the the uh, zoo thing is over, you can sign them out and take them home yourself. And I'm like, what the. F- <laughs> I feel like if I'm the teacher, I like forcibly unvolunteer chaperones. This is the most inefficient thing I think I've ever heard of. You know what? I can be honest. I've never had this problem before. I've never had this problem. I think my favorite part about this is you're going to a zoo where presumably there will be many exhibits on like, these are ways we should be nice to the earth so we continue to have things like polar bears. As we all as we all take our cars. Yeah, yes. everybody drives separately. It, it was Well, we were looking for a way to multiply our carbon footprint by eighty and I think we figured it out, guys. And then we drive an empty bus back to the school because yes. every parent's gonna sign their kid back Pretty... sign their kid out at the end of the day. Hopefully they idled the bus so that the bus driver could stay nice and cool. I'm yeah. I'm so disappointed that you didn't have to ride in a bus because I was waiting for that. I wanted to oh, ride yeah. in a bus. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready, and then the teacher was just like, we had too many chaperones. Like, everybody's got to drive separately. Were you going to do the chaperone thing where you ride in the front of the bus, or were you going to be, like, rowdy dad in the back of the bus? I was was going to aim for, like, you know, I I didn't want to be rowdy dad, but I didn't want to be the, like, I I was going for the middle of the bus. So I I like to be the the middle of the bus where, you know, whatever the back people are doing, you know, you can kind of keep them in line. But you don't want to be too goody-goody by sitting in the front of the bus. Just gonna try to hang out in the middle and and relax and enjoy the bus ride, but I didn't get a bus ride. So how was the game? So the game was 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 insane. Um, we it, due to so many people having the field trip, we lost a couple of uh, players. They they were like they're so tired from their field trip that they're not gonna make it to the game. So we're down a few, and we we, we lost some 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 good players. We were, we were minimal subs. At, at least the weather was nice. Uh, it was kind of like cool and overcast, uh, barely hit 80, beautiful weather. My black coaching shirt really did not, uh, you know, hinder my performance, even though I was absolutely dead tired. And thank you so much for this black coaching shirt, YMCA. So I appreciate that. Um, but we had a great, we had a great game. Uh, we were playing against the stinging bees. You can call them Georgia Tech if you want. Team Turbo Power. <laughs> Uh, was, this is was the going, stinging bees. They were playing the stinging bees. That's right. Uh, nobody on our team was allergic, so we were okay. Um, <laughs> I do like that they've specified that the bees are are the stinging kind. Yes, not just as the a, bees. Yeah, as opposed to we're not the pollinating we're, bees. The nope. That's right. The chilling bees. We were playing against the rambling wreck, and oh god, were they rambling all over the place? So we 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 went out to an early one nothing lead in the first quarter. And as soon as we scored, one of the players on the other team took the ball from the goal, ran to the center line, and then just kicked it into our goal immediately after that. <laughs> Didn't even let us, like, celebrate. And I think VAR needs to check that. VAR needs to check that we were not set. The referee did not spot the ball. I really feel like, you know, our kids weren't even back. They just That's scored. Some That's some bullshit. I mean, I don't think that goal should be allowed. So if that goal is or is not allowed, whatever. Um, they get, I just think it's nice that the Pac-12 refs are getting some off-season work. They, they are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we weren't even set. This is some bull. So, we, you know, we go back and forth, back and forth. We get the good amoeba offense going, um, just, <laughs> just sliding all over this. Uh, there was, uh, I mean, 
a crazy play that that tended to happen a lot. Uh, when we went to the sideline of the Singing Bees, for some odd reason, the, the subbed kids who were on the sideline continued to do illegal throw-ins on the side. And it was just, they would just grab the ball and throw it towards our goal every single time. They weren't even playing. And they're just, they pick up the ball and, and just throw it towards our goal. I, I mean, <laughs> illegal throw-ins galore. Uh, I will not speak to, you know, the the kid on our team who decided to do a throw-in in the middle of the, the field. But... Uh, <laughs> do crimes, kids. It yeah. was it was great. He just picked it up and he just threw it over his head. Uh, I don't I don't know what he was doing, but uh, everywhere is the sideline if you believe enough. That's right. A uh, lot of handballs, a lot of illegal throw-ins. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to work on some sort of offensive plan, maybe like an an amoeba and one on the side, so like gotcha. the amoeba can pass it to the the person who's open on the side. Wasn't really working out uh, too well, and you know we did get a couple of goals. We had a kid with one goal. My 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 son. Got got a goal, so we got up to three. Yeah, and and we're in the we're technically tied if this first goal counts, which I, I don't believe it does. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I just don't. And and the situation happened again. The illegal throw-in happened. They threw it towards the goal. Two of our guys went back to clear it. One made contact, uh, hit the other kid in like the arm, and it bounced into a goal for an own goal. <laughs> Again, I feel like VAR has to just just rule that one off because again, illegal throw in led to the own goal, which if those two goals count, we lose four three. But if those two goals don't count, we won three two. I, I really don't know. I feel like we played a clean game. A lot of illegal throw ins, the Georgia Tech stinging bees just cheating on the sidelines with illegal throw ins. <laughs> Coach Kamish was not happy. The ref on the other team and the coach on the other team did not blow the whistle. I, I just they're swallowing the whistle, and I have to rely on VAR to see if we actually get credit for a win here. Coach, do you intend um, to make any major complaints to the league office? I, I, I've already filed a protest. So this, the game was finished under protest. Uh, the illegal throw-in and the quick kick, both by the singing bees, which, you know, were not playing fair. But, you know, bees, they, they don't tend to play fair, apparently. <laughs> Next time you play, just remind me. I'll, I'll drive down. And I'm just going to have my iPhone out recording things. And whenever you just just give me a little bar thing and I'll just walk over, get my phone out and start scrolling through footage. Just a lot of illegal throw ins. I, I couldn't imagine how many throw ins like the the one arm heaves an amazing amount of those. Uh, a, a lot of them, uh, a lot of handballs. Uh, we had some on our team, which I, I admit there is some. But a lot of uh, let me pick up the ball and move it and kick it. Uh, there was a lot, <laughs> a lot by the sticking bees. Coach Kamish really had to enforce the no hands, no manos, no manos to try to to try to get the three two win, which I, I believe we won three two. I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain that. I believe you too. I think I think this is this is a belief thing. Coach Kamish says stop the count. Stop the count. That's right. <laughs> Last week I made such a thing of not liking spring games, and now we have a whole now we have a whole segment called Spring Games Smack Talk. Insert explosion sounds here. You want me to do it real quick? You want me to do it like yeah, Spring Game Smack Talk? It's Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. No, no. The there's, start... a, there's a Go. couple of different things for the spring games, which it's it's you, you can tell who it's really mainly is. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, for, first off, first off, Lane Kiffin talking shit, which is something we always love to see. This is like almost an entire page of Lane Kiffin talking shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> for, for the reader. <laughs> Lane Kiffin starts with just, just tweeting out screenshots of the Florida spring game, which ended seven, seven with no points in the first quarter and uh, 505 total, total yards of offense. It was beautiful. He just basically tweeted out flames. Like he put at Florida football flames. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was it. I was, it's beautiful. I saw that. I was like, why did he tweet Florida football? And then I looked at the score and then I saw the time left in the mm-hmm. spring game. It was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and it was seven, seven. And that's what it remained. Are we sure Florida didn't accidentally rehire Will Muschamp? No, because I saw him. I saw him walking with Kirby Smart, and I again was shocked. To re- I keep forgetting that that exists. <laughs> Maybe he was allowed to call the offense as his make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ole Miss's spring game ended. You know, a hundred to a hundred and three, or whatever it was. <clears throat> Points galore, whatever. It was beautiful because, of course, it was. There was some more Lane Kiffin smack talk, too, uh, at the spring game. Uh, Basically, this is from Connor O'Gara. He said, wow, Lane Kiffin not holding back, talking about wide receiver Chris Marshall transitioning from Texas A&M to Ole Miss. He said, quote, instead of a program where you huddle and wait 35 seconds to snap it, we've got to get him to get the ball to the official. We've got to teach him to do things our way. (laughs) Jimbo, he's calling you slow. He's calling your offense slow. I just want to take a second to fully elucidate for the listener the Lane Kiffin shit-talking tweet regarding the total points for the Ole Miss spring game. Oh, yes, uh, go for it. Which ended up 52-50, or I guess 53-51, or 53-52 on a last-second two-point conversion. I'm good at math. Uh, but the tweet itself is points, three exclamation points, gator emoji, football emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> Lane you know, Kiffin, king of the posters. He's such the, a good shit poster. The economy guy. of words. It's just, it's beautiful. This is, this is what Matt Rule wishes he could do with emoji. <laughs> this is the economy. It's clear. It's beautiful. Off-season Lane Kiffin is best Lane Kiffin. Yes. He has more time for posting. Mm -hmm. So on to other spring game bullshit. Clemson goes, we got 50,000 fans here at our spring game. Tweets it out. Looks great. South Carolina, six hours later, we have 51,000 fans at our spring game. (laughs) All this tells me is that there's literally nothing else to do in South Carolina in April. Being, except being petty, but you know what? Hey, you do what you got to do. I love it. <laughs> hey, girl, can you explain to me the Pitt spring game scoring? No, no, I cannot. <laughs> um, Are you sure? I'm it's, so sure. Um, it's so good. In, in the words of noted Twitter mutual of mine and friend of the show, Chris at Thunder Pit Road, quote, I will understand quantum physics before the scoring. That is correct. <laughs> um, I worked part of yesterday and I got home like maybe 10 minutes before halftime of the spring game and sat down and like I had seen the sheet with the explanation of the points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I, I did not understand. I do not understand. I thought I got it. I thought I was starting to understand. 
in the second half of the game. And then I didn't understand anymore. Again, for the listener, here is the scoring format of the yes. 2023 Pitt Blue Gold Spring Game. And they did change it. They don't draft players anymore for the spring game, right. which is a little unfortunate, but it's because it was like separating the offensive line. And so then the spring game was all janky because neither of the O-lines had gelled. So like, I get it. Okay. But I do kind of miss that format. I do lo- yeah, a little bit. But I do like this. The scoring format for this year was offensive scoring of points six points for a touchdown okay one point for a successful pat two points for a two-point conversion three points for a field goal cool you also get a point for every first down yes that's (laughs) a and the defense can score five points for a turnover 12 points for a turnover with a touchdown that that sort of makes sense because that's like a net okay you just don't bring the kicker out i guess yeah right one point for a three and out or four and out one point for a tackle for loss two points for a sack and two points for a safety additionally negative points for minus one point for any penalty minus three points for a personal foul or selfish penalty and i did notice during the game that if the personal foul if it's like a face mask you lose three points and the offense gets the first down point so it's actually a four oh oh yeah double safety yes um so Wait, what, are, what are we calling a selfish penalty though personal fouls or like i guess if you did something like a false start is like something that happens sometimes as opposed to like you personally did something dumb so if you Weird. so if you if you get on all fours and pretend to pee in the end zone yes exactly that's a selfish penalty okay yes so then this begs the question what is a selfless penalty <laughs> i would say taunting maybe that'd be kind of selfish i guess I or this- if you so, uh, selfless. No, you, selfless. Oh, selfless. Uh, it was a selfless. If you end up penalty. taking a personal foul because someone else started a fight, okay. and you were trying to okay. end it, but you know how the ref always sees the second guy. Mm-hmm. That mm. could have been, you know, saving. So you're, just, you're smoking someone else's personal foul. <laughs> it's like you know in the NBA when they're like, "Hey, hey, though no, that was on me. It wasn't on the guy in foul trouble. That was on me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's what it happened. The extra one. It was actually me I, with the false start. That was I, I false started. Uh, I, I looked at this and the only thing I, when I saw selfish penalty, the only thing I could think of was the fucking Tom Herman P chart. Cause one of those <laughs> yeah. is selfless team, like selfish yeah. teammates. Yep. Yep. And so yep. I'm just imagining like this test being like, Nope. Selfish three points out. Points three off. Points off selfish. <laughs> you are a bad guy. You are a bad guy. <laughs> you are going to area 51. <laughs> Still don't know I, what that means. I did want to mention that the pit defense won the game. With a late yes. pick 12. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. I just wanted um, to say the phrase pick 12. They also should have gotten an additional five points on a, a strip sack turnover. They only gave them the sack points and not Ugh. the strip points. Ugh. Um, I was a little disappointed in that. Also, Pitt pulled... It, I, I made this joke on Twitter, but watching this game was like... The, every series it felt like especially in the second half they'd bring out a new like walk-on or deep backup quarterback like it was like the never-ending hanky magic trick <laughs> seven different quarterbacks seven, played in hit spring game seven wow seven you, how do you have seven QB. um so we have phil Dracovic. yeah of, from bc of, yes yes well from pittsburgh right. via bc yes sir. um then we have christian 
Vu is how I am pronouncing his name. They pronounced it differently on the broadcast. I cannot replicate it. He's, I think he's French Canadian. Unclear. He's like the like primary backup. Then we have Nate Yarnell, who is a sophomore now, I think, um, and is on scholarship. And then there's like miscellaneous walk-ons and like true freshmen and god knows whatever else is going on below that on the depth chart so yeah seven different guys took snaps at quarterback yesterday spring games are great i I just want to join a football team to be like a a, an eighth string quarterback and and barely be able to throw a screen pass it'd be great absolutely hey i still have eligibility let's go i was a little disappointed they the 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 seventh stringer the last guy they brought him out for the last series and they didn't let him throw and i was a little disappointed oh come on narduzzi you can't be conservative in a spring game yeah he can yes he can i think he can there was a flea flicker yesterday okay there was one oh narduzzi getting a little spicy here in the spring (laughs) it was a flea flicker so you do have one in the playbook. Okay. There is one, yes. <laughs> well, folks, I know that I know that all of us are big XFL fans, but I'm gonna have to pry you away from the XFL for a little bit. Because now the USFL is back. Yeah. We've got yeah. two spring leagues at once. Go Wallers! The best This is a breakers okay. podcast. What are you talking about? Again, as always, the best about the USFL is that at least it's not all in Birmingham this year. Now we're spread out in four cities. But the best one is that in, one of two teams are in Canton, Ohio. Neither of those two teams are Ohio teams. That's yep. Pittsburgh and New Jersey playing in Ohio. Woo-hoo! Pittsburgh Maulers of Canton. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I didn't think that, I mean, I watched some USFL last year and I was like, I don't know that they're that different than the regular football, but after having XFL with it being so weird, with so many different things watching going back to usfl is just being like oh well this is just kind of like football again this isn't nearly as weird and fun <laughs> that kind of sucks i want it to be weirder the best they have is a drone camp like they have the drone shots that make me like uh, uh motion sick to watch <laughs> and and that's about it well they they do kick off from the 20 instead of like the 35 or the 30. Hmm. Yes. So they kick off in the 20. So there's like everybody gets like great field position. They're already starting at like the 40 or 45 yard line. It's ridiculous. Uh, no, the USFL was fun. I feel like it was it was played a little bit better because the teams are, I guess, like seasoned by like a year. Like the offenses were a little bit more crisp. Uh, you could tell that they there's some sort of like cohesion in the teams, which is is kind of. Oh, weird. I mean, I mean the first the first half of the XFL season. Watching the O-line play was just like watching a fucking train wreck. Like it was on oh, fire yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I, I liked the atmosphere they had in Memphis for the showboats. Yep. Um, I was upset at Fox that they did not show the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid enough. They only had one flyby. I, I am at. You have to show that every time you go to commercial break. Mm-hmm. Play the song with it, too. I don't care. You need to show the, the pyramid every time you're in Memphis. You're at the Liberty Bowl. Show the pyramid, for God's sakes. Every single commercial break. I don't care. I, I forgot one extra gimmick they have. They have the chip in the ball. Yeah. That's that's their thing. Because I remember the kickers last year complaining about it. Because it, it, it made weird things happen to the ball. It wasn't just that they were bad kickers. It was that they had to. But that also leads to, you guys, I don't watch a ton of tennis. But they had that, like, did the ball go out? And they cut to, like, that weird CG Oh, yeah, shot. The, the pong cam. Yeah. Yes. 
and in, in, in cricket they have the same thing in cricket they have like if you do leg before wicket they have this little like 3g projectile like projection of like would the ball have hit the wicket if your leg had not gone there and then and then of course the usfl has did you get a first down with the same kind of like amazing graphics uh let me let me find the video for y'all Pressure coming, gets rid of it, it's caught. And right at one. the Vinny Papali should have the first down, and he does in the 48. Let's see. Oh, man, those Memphis Just uniforms are awful, by the way. I'd like no, Randy White like, to Toledo vibes. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 State, maybe. So Papali can Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh. Makes up <laughs> instead of getting blocked oh. as soon as he catches the ball. First down. I love oh, it. it is with the wow. sensor in the ball. Like made it in Microsoft Word. It does. There's something very MS DOS about that play, particular graphic. Yeah. Play, the, play the other video that the guy, uh, one of our followers, made for us. I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> this would be uh, our follower Diesel Dog ninety seven. Yeah, this is great. Diesel this, Dog this is one of follower? one of the Altoona Curve's many, many, many mascots. Yes, could be. <laughs> But this is this is like so nostalgia for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, I'm that's bad. exactly right. That's exactly right. That that's audio perfect. is perfect. Techmo Bowl, beautiful. I do want to show you guys a shot of the um of the. Uh, I should have just left this open. I don't know why I keep opening it. Uh, what what the actual uh, oh, drone God. cam looked like. Oh, if you get oh. motion sickness, everyone hold on for dear life. Oh, I'm already uncomfortable with this. This we got is the drone pilot. Get it off. Oh, here we go. Oh, Thompson oh. going up top. Oh, oh, okay. Turn the camera. Jay Adams Ooh. with the reception. <laughs> oh, God. Their biggest oh, receiver like comes oh, up. I want that in like the like, you know, the like simulated coasters where it's not actually a roller coaster, but it's like a, a room. Yeah, on, like, yeah, yeah. Things. And then I want that for that. What I want the full experience. I wonder if it's the same drone pilot from, from last year. I was I was gonna ask, man, do you remember watching the first season of FCF and the drone pilot who couldn't like get the camera on anything? Anything. He was so <laughs> like just the camera was just not like that. It was a I small mean, stadium. It wasn't that big. The drone looked like it was flying very, very, very low. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that thing is going to crash into a player at some point during this season. Oh, but what if it gets hit with a football? See, There's I love be a that. Rule. There's got to be a, a rule. No, we we were waiting for that to happen last year. Like, that's what we were geared up. Like, come on, drone interference. We're waiting for that. I wonder if they have to replay the down or I, I don't know what happens. But No, it's the fumble through the end zone rule. Yeah. But that's did, a turnover. I, God Falls damn it. <laughs> I was thinking about this more in terms of like if you are the quarterback that hits the drone with the football, you get a like faux medieval rock painting demonstrating your heroics, kind of like the guy who took a drone out with a, a spear at a Renaissance fair. Mm -hmm. That's that's what should happen here. I agree. Anyways, we have the XFL going towards the playoffs. The USFL just starting. The Italian Football League in the middle of things. By the way, our beloved. Uh, the Mastini, the Verona Mastini, which are the <laughs> Michigan with railroad tracks, lost <laughs> big to the Dolphins mm. on the hashtag Road to Toledo. Ugh. We I... also have 
the CFL and the Elf coming up soon. (laughs) I do want to talk a little baseball, but not about anything specific. I want to talk about a possum, guys. I'm so excited about this. This is my favorite baseball story. I may have to become a half-hearted Oakland A's fan because of this. Um, Listener, if you have not seen this, I am incredibly pleased to inform you that there is a possum living in the press box in Oakland. Just in the visiting press box. Just in the visiting booth, yes. Just on the visiting side. It's like, no, no, home home side, you're cool. But anybody that comes to visit, they have to say, we're not going to let you broadcast because the possum's in there. You got to hang out with the baseball possum. That's I mean like a benefit to me personally. Why would you not want to hang out with the ba- with the baseball possum? What do I have to do to get Buster only to wrangle a possum? <laughs> I will do anything to make this happen. I want How I want Buster only to hang out with the possum. I want yes. Buster. Give me give me Buster only. I want Tim Kirchin and throw in Jason Stark. I want those three folks Perfect. Uh, to to hunt <laughs> the possum in the visiting Actually, press box. Yes. If we can get Kirchin and we could get Jason Stark to be the one that do that that are actually trying to possum wrangle, we can have Olney call it. And the reason I say that is that uh, Buster Olney grew up on a dairy farm. Okay. <laughs> oh, Olney is just like he's at home. Then, like it, it won't yeah, bother like, him at this all. This will this will be beautiful. Yeah, it'd be great. I I love it's that the it was that like the Mets broadcast team was the one that broke this. <laughs> That, Go Mets! Like Good until match. then, nothing, no one had said anything. But the Mets like, broadcasting was like, like, like they never yeah, had awesome here. Like they never had rats in like Shea Stadium. Come on, Mets fans! Yeah, you know. Do, do, we think, do we think that the Mets people have ever seen a possum before? Yeah, that's really the question. It's a large. Like, did they think it's a large that the possum rat. is just like the world's largest rat? See, this is why it, I love that this happened in baseball because. You, your baseball broadcast teams fall into two distinct categories. You've got your like your hilljack baseball broadcast folks who are just like, oh yeah, them's good eating. And then you have <laughs> like your I can't handle nature end of the broadcast teams that you get in there. And so often they get paired together. Like I just I love this so much. It's so good. I just want to take a second to remind everybody that possums are our friends. They eat lots of ticks. They're mm-hmm. good and cool, actually. America's marsupial. We love them. They have pockets. And they, when they run, they look like they're on roller skates. They're Who doesn't so love cute. possums? They do look really goofy when they run. And they carry their babies around. It's real cute. Mm-hmm. They're all so cute. <laughs> we're, we're a possum positive podcast. As, as, a noted, right. as a noted not outdoor pet, I, I understand that possums are good things. However, if I were to see one outside i would panic and throw things oh no i would be immediately trying to befriend it because they are also not very likely to get rabies they are Mm -hmm. not entirely immune to rabies but they are extremely unlikely to have rabies okay so wasn't that what bobby hill no bobby hill made a raccoon friend raccoons do have rabies not yes raccoon friends can be a lot of fun too (laughs) just throwing it out there my great uncle had a raccoon friend then they used to feed him onions and he would wash it and peel it and wash it and peel it and wash it and peel it and wash it and peel it. And he would end up with an onion about the size of your pinky fingernail. And then he had to sleep with his paws straight out because his hands smelled so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Hilljack Wisdom with me. What? I... The funniest part about this I, is that Commission Jordan are just sitting there like, I'm sorry, what? I mean, y'all talking about possums and, and like my only experience really is growing up with, with, with Nutris. Uh, Nutri-rats, but, you know, just growing up in Louisiana, but 
No, it's just like you can just keep going back and forth about possums. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> I, don't want to... I did, I, I did have a, a a friend of mine in college who decided he wanted to keep a squirrel as a pet, and actually walked it, like had a, had a leash for it and walked around. Um, he did not graduate in time. Just, <laughs> I wonder why. I can't imagine. Uh, it, it may have been. It may have been the whippets. I won't lie. It may have been the massive amounts. Of <laughs> I just have imagine. Like I have a hard time imagining a squirrel ever going in a straight line for any reason ever. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It did not. <laughs> it made it very difficult to walk. Listener, please don't do whippets with your squirrels. Yes. Leave the squirrels out of it. They didn't ask for this. So after all that, which I'm probably going to cut most of that. Because <laughs> I don't know what he's doing right now. I don't want to just like leap out three minutes. <laughs> I believe we have a Pennsylvania pronunciation game. We do. We do. I need a second to figure out how to present. Please hold. Go for it. Uh, Beth, please vamp. <laughs> Do we have any Pennsylvania music? Maybe throw them the polka again? Oh, I'll throw the Pennsylvania polka again. Okay, throw it in there, you know. Here we go. Probably. Oh, you can see it. We're on the wrong screen. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Thank you, Beth. No problem. <laughs> so we have the Pennsylvania place pronunciation game. Pronunciation? Pronunci- Am I even say that right? <laughs> Man, you're in trouble already. We're off to a roaring start. Off to oh, a, yeah. roar- a roaring start. Roaring. I'm excited for this. Is that the name of the first city? Roaring. Roaring. <laughs> did you, hey, Kamish, did you enjoy when we, we posted those, uh, those ones and someone posted that California city was it ZZYXX, whatever yeah. it was? Oh, oh, yes. the, oh God. Yeah. Is it Zizix? But you know, I, I have no idea. But you know, it's it's Ziza or something like that. Oh, okay, that's fine. Zizix. Yeah, I should have listener. Some... This works way better if we actually like are from this place or have lived there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad that uh, you know it's a trial and error thing. Um, maybe we'll send out some audio clips of us attempting these words next time. We meant to do that with the Louisiana ones, but. You know, I, I do have 34 Louisiana places to go, but we're, we're doing Pennsylvania this time. And uh, I'm going to get a taste of my own medicine. I have a feeling here. So <laughs> let's do it. It'll be fine. This is totally cool. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Your first word is spelled B-E-L-L-E-F-O-N-T-E. I'm going to guess Belafonte. I'm just going to say Belfont. Kamish takes it. It is Belfont. Really? We decided to start you out very, very easily. Okay. So, no. yes, oh, yes, no. this is Belfont. It's just north of State College in uh, Center County. All right. It's yeah. lovely. It has a Victorian downtown. Highly recommend. I, I, I will say that I initially thought it might be Belfont um because i am not from that part of the state so full credit to commission for getting it in one yeah. was, there we I go was, i was like my louisiana brain was 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 going belafonte belafonte it's all just like okay let's let's do let's go pennsylvania mindset if you can possibly channel pa but yeah uh i'm glad i got one i'm not shut out i am happy i am not shut out <laughs> hey girl are you keeping score uh no <laughs> I, I will keep score. I will okay. keep score. I got score. You can trust. Right. You can trust me. <laughs> Let's continue on, shall we? Shall we? 
if the slide advances maybe she's she's clicking there we go all right oh god your next one no oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh come on uh, it's just six little letters you'll be fine six letters uh your next one is spelled p-e-q-u-e-a god do i have to go first since i got it right yeah you do is that the rule okay it is now. Oh, okay. Well, I was kind of doing that last game, but I, I don't know if that was official or not. But it is now. Oh God! <laughs> it is now on this it one. It is now because <laughs> you don't want to go. I know. I don't want to go. I have no idea. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. All right. P e q u e a. Oh yep. man. All right. I'm I'm just going straight Pokemon. Pika. Okay. <laughs> like it. How about Pequi? <laughs> uh folks this is this is pequay oh. um, <laughs> this is actually where i am i'm like really really from it is in southern lancaster county i had to correct johnny gilbert's pronunciation of this word uh, it's pequay pequay like payway no like peck way pequay okay yeah, yes. yeah, no shot. Okay. Yeah, it's spelled exactly the way it looks. Yeah, way. sure. Way. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Whatever you say. Next, N E W R Y. Something, <laughs> something silent here. Yeah, I can't something figure out what's silent. The... I don't know what's silent. Something is silent. I'm gonna guess Nui. Nui. That that sounds good. I like Nui, but I feel like the R is in here somewhere. Neary. Friends, this is Nori. Oh. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. N E W R Y is not Nori. It sure is. That's Nori. Hey, okay. Vowels mean things. Do they? God, I love this. No, this is so much it, fun. Nori would be N O R R Y, not N E W. There's a W in there. Is there? There's an E in there. It's not a schwa. It's not a schwa. <laughs> this is so great. I'm crying. Nori. Nori. <laughs> I got again. I got one. I'm happy. Okay. I'm not shut out. I, I got one. Hate, I got fucking one. hate all of your states. Hate all of your states. <laughs> you get us back. You get us back with Texas. You know. Like, I'm sure. Like pit girl. This is where I am actually from. <laughs> You're from Nori. No. Ugh. No. Yeah, that's Nori. Okay. okay. Fine. Fuck it. All right. Oh god. <laughs> No, you I, fucking told me this one. I can't I, remember I, 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 Oh, God. I feel like I've, I've heard this before. Yeah, oh, this, one, this one is somewhat famous because it is also, in addition to being a county, it is also a river that runs through Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, but, listener, it is spelled S-C-H-U-Y-L-K-I-L-L. Oh, oh fuck it. You've, I, there's, a, there's like a Penn State branch here or something. I think there is a Penn State branch name. I think there is. It. God, okay. Penn State, Penn State. <laughs> oh my gosh! Shoil, Shoil, No. <laughs> I almost want to make it like like is I, I don't know if it's it's oh. it, it stands for Jewish money or something. I don't know. Uh, like, shekel, yeah. I Penn almost want to call it shekel, but I, I don't I don't think it's shekel. But it's hey, no no it's I I got it I got it it's Penn State. Penn State, oh, God damn it. <laughs> My mouth can't do these things at once. <laughs> Shulkel. It's, it's Shulkel. Shulkel. Um, 
I am okay. I'm. I'm just gonna do. I, I can't even think right now. This is ridiculous. Uh, just... Atachafalaya. <laughs> Stop it. Atachafalaya. Get that right. Um, man, there's something that's like these. These letters are like don't mean anything. There's like yes. I, I need to drop like I need to drop like four letters here in this name. I feel like yeah. I, I'm just gonna go with it. it it's sh- oh man, no. Okay, whatever. Skulkle. <laughs> I'll try that. Definitely wrong. It's pretty close. Um, so the like generally acceptable pronunciation is Skookle. Oh, <laughs> um, oh so close. Skookle. <laughs> yeah, school, school kill is acceptable. People who are from Skookle County say Skookle. Or in, in the words of my one of my dearly beloved friends from college, they'll just call it the Skook. The Skook? N-O-O-K. The Skook. Any partial credit here for close enough? I, no, we're saying Damn. no. Right. I, <laughs> okay, the skook. If the we're skook. saying we're calling it the skook, there are one, two, three, four letters you're dropping there. I yes. told you, like it, just looking at this, I'm like, there has to be like four letters that disappear. To be it fair, just... this derives from Dutch, and like, yep. what is Dutch spelling anyway? No, but in Dutch, they pronounce every letter. That's why Dutch is at least easier. <laughs> It's not my fault you guys fucked it up and started dropping things. It was the Kanashawana before it was the Skookle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> next. Next. All right. Oh. Your next one is M-O-N-A-C-A. Man. No, it's not that. No, no. <laughs> like, I want to just go with, like, a simple word here. Like, I just want to go Monica. But that feels like it's too easy, and and Pennsylvania is baiting me with this. I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw in Manaka, Manaka, Manaka. Now I'm I'm stuck hearing what you said. It's okay. Um, almost want to make it like the gas company, like Minoco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. Fine, Minoco, whatever. Jordan, you should have leaned into the Yinzer just a little bit harder. It is Manaka. Oh no, oh. so close. <laughs> yep. Me, uh, me, yeah. me, and my round vowels. God damn it. Yeah. Anytime we have a chance to destroy an A, we absolutely will. <laughs> this is a town that is named after the A, um, the Principality of Monaco. But you fucked it up. No, actually, it's named after um, one of our native inhabitants, whose name was Manakatutha, which is an awesome name. Um, it is in Beaver County, just a little bit north of Pittsburgh. I, I was I was so fucking sure you'd be like, oh, no, it's from people from Monaco who live there. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, we're capable really of that. but I just really appreciate reading that as Monica because I didn't even think to do that, knowing that mm-hmm. it is a town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. The Pennsylvania is too strong in us. We can, yeah. I can't even look at that and think that it would be pronounced right, that way. We gotta, all right. That was just, that was a trick. And I was not close. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, listener, this one is spelled E-P-H-R-A-T-A. Oh, God. Okay, so so I'm not going to I'm not going to go with the I, I'm thinking like Euphrates, like the river. Okay. But I'm not. But I don't think so. Noted Mesopotamian hive, Pennsylvania. That's what I, I mean, figured. Right. I mean, there's no, a, you, you got there's me. a lot of rivers there that meet there in, in Pittsburgh. So 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's the Tigris. This town, and Euphrates is, this town is not in the vicinity of Pittsburgh. I will give you that. This is a South Central Pennsylvania town. Okay. So, I mean, it's definitely not the Tigris, Euphrates, and the Monongahela. <laughs> so, uh, definitely not that one. So, um, it's got to be like. I'm just going to say Arada. Oh, we're dropping lots of things. Yes. Arada. It's wrong, but I'm saying Arada. I'm going Ephrata. <laughs> so, Jordan, this is funny because I could, I when I put this one in, I knew you were going to pronounce it that way. How did <laughs> you get- I could hear you saying Ephrata yep. in my head, and you then you said it that way. Yep. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we discussed and, this. And we knew this would happen. Uh, this is Ephrata. <laughs> oh. Okay. Damn it. I should have went with the the whole. Okay, I dropped the P. So okay. How did you know? I was gonna say <laughs> because I can hear you saying things in my head mm-hmm. sometimes, not as one of them. That might be a problem. You may need oh, to see have, a doctor for that. We've been doing this a long time, guys. Jordan, Jordan has been in your head for way too long. <laughs> so our next one is spelled C O R A O P O L I S. Again, with like you know the Mesopotamia vibes here, you know maybe the Acropolis, but uh, <laughs> again we're having to choose what letters to drop here. Seriously, it's 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 a game. Pennsylvania does not like us. Uh, we love you, Pennsylvania, but you do have a friend in Pennsylvania. Actually, you have two. This is true. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say Coropolis or Coropolis, but but you know one of those. Okay. Two. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Coropolis. <laughs> Noted breakfast hub. Uh this is Coriopolis. Coriopolis. Okay. No, no, it's not. See, <laughs> see, see, see that that letter you the, the way you just pronounced it, Coriopolis, that would imply a non-A there. Yeah. C-O-R-I-O-P-O-L-I-S is Coriopolis. This is something different. I like how the A. Like he gets, he gets really mad and offended. He's like, "No," and I'm just like, "I accept this." Whatever no, you I, say, Pennsylvania. No, I, 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 no, I just, I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I think you're wrong, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm just accepting it. I'm like, whatever you say, Pennsylvania. Nope. Whatever you say. Yep, Coriopolis. No, it is near not. Pittsburgh. No, it's not. Coriopolis. My dad is from. There. I don't know. It's fine. No, it's not. It's not. It's either not real or this is a conspiracy theory. This is this is, Pennsylvania doesn't exist as my conspiracy theory. You know what? You know what, Pit Girl? I've changed my mind on something. Yeah. I've I've I think I figured out that Pennsylvania should just be Western Delaware. No. Oh. Yep. Delaware. Yep. Delaware is a breakaway province. I'm nope. a Pennsylvanian revanchist, specifically about Delaware. Nope. Delaware is the I want my original Ocean state. property back. <laughs> I I think we need to do manifest destiny for Delaware from the Great Lakes to the ocean, take over Pennsylvania. Long Delaware was never a thing. Long Pennsylvania, however. It was a, it was a thing, yeah, <laughs> right. No one ever wanted Long Delaware. Not even Delaware. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What the? All right, folks. Um, this one oh, is no. spelled O-R-W-I-G-S-B-U-R-G. Orisburg. How about or Wagsburg? Since your fucking vowels don't mean anything. That was a good guess. I like that guess, Jordan. Kamish was closer. It's Orgsburg. Oh. I'll give that I'll give that to him actually. Okay. Like, that's, thank you. Um it is in Schuylkill County. 
It is the home of one of my one of my friends, friend of the show, um, S2J Blair on Twitter. Oh my God, Pennsylvania, in Schuylkill County. Yeah, that's that's that's, right. no, that's fucking normal. Damn, it's yeah. like tongue twister city over there. That my is um, like Northeast PA coal country uh, for context. Jesus. Uh, by the way, the current score is Pennsylvania six, Kamish two, Jordan zero. <laughs> in case you're wondering why I'm being so salty. <laughs> Don't worry, we have a nice easy one for you. Again, oh, fuck, again. No, fuck friends, this. This is dangerous. No, this is friends, so dangerous. This, is, this one is two words. No. Your first word is L A, and your second word is J O S E. Oh, uh, this is this is cruel for like people living in Texas. This is just brutal. Right. Yeah, I've been <laughs> this doing should be all easy my... mode for you guys. You've seen this before. No, this is a trick. It's a trap. It's a it Pennsylvania is. trap. This has to be a. A Pennsylvania trap. I like it's that. a Pennsylvania trap. But how would you say that in Pennsylvania? A Pennsylvania trap is just a pothole. <laughs> Terrape. <That's true. laughs> it's a it's a town that's on fire. Tropical. <laughs> they say trap as tropical, but. <laughs> okay, this I'm is gonna. So wrong. I, I'm 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 gonna go with La Josie. Ooh, that sounds good. I like that La Josie. Mm. And the Pussycats. Yes, <laughs> right. The Josie and the Pussycats. I, I like Cult that. Classic I movie from the early two thousands. Yes, it's very classic. We're old. The Josie. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if it's like. Uh, I mean, La. All right. So like, there's a town in Louisiana which is on the list, and I'm gonna use this for base off of this. It's gonna be wrong, but it's gonna be funny. I think. Okay. La Hoss. <laughs> I would like to formally welcome all of you to Lay Joe's, Pennsylvania. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I do love La Hoss, though. La Hoss. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like somewhere else in Pennsylvania that's spelled entirely differently than this. Right. I, went yep. kinda, I went off the wall there. But, no, you it was know. good. It was good. La, I mean, La Hoss. I was never going to get to Lay Josie. It's it's Lay Joe's. Lay Joe's. I'm sorry. The sorry. The E is. You're right. That's clearly the. Okay. I should have. I should have based it off of a different Louisiana place called La Rose. Lay Joe's. That was it. That was it. Oh, I went with. I went with Laplace, and and that's why I got La Hoss. So Mm -hmm. I went with the wrong Louisiana one. Okay. Yep, it's up in North Pennsylvania coal country, up in Clearfield County. Um, and I can only assume that the town in California is named after it. Oh, next. Here you go. Oh god! Oh, this is Welsh bullshit. No, <laughs> fuck this. No, this is this is not Pennsylvania. This is Welsh bullshit. This is in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has a has an area literally called the Welsh Belt. Yes. So, I, I can tell because because yes. this has no vowels in it. Um, no, there's one... there's a way to say this, and and I've I've oh man, I felt like I've there yeah. is a way to say this. There, yeah, there no, I yeah, felt for... like I've I've done I've dealt with an auto accident in this city. And... Yeah, you probably have. It's a fairly populous Philly suburb. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I spell it first, big girl. Yeah, I would okay. like to spell it for the listener. Um, this is another two-worder, um, and it is B A L A space C Y N W Y D. Oh, I, 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 man. Okay, I'm gonna go with this. Uh, ball sinned. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wrong. I love the reaction. It, it's it's like 
it's uh, everything I dreamed it could be. I, I know. I, 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 I sort of know the second word, but I don't. Like, Bala Kinwood? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Holy oh. shit. Congratulations, Gordon. Wow. You have points. Wow. At the last second. Oh, I love at it. At the buzzer. Okay, yeah. Because yes. for some reason, Bala the Kinwood. second. I, I know the second word. Like, I've seen that enough places in Welsh bullshit. <laughs> so we we learned today that Jordan is very good at Pennsylvania town names, provided that they're Welsh. If and only if they are Welsh. If only. That's right. Just, just wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find someone who's actually Welsh. I'm going to bring them on this podcast, and we're going to do Welsh town pronunciations, fuckos. Oh, no. And we're all just going to eat shit for a while. Oh, yeah. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> great. Like, nobody get this right. Can you say the name again for me? Bala Kinwood. Bala Kinwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I dealt with a claim there and, and I butchered it then. And I thought uh, I probably said it the way that I did. So I, I butchered it again. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, this is one that I would have butchered as well. Because um, so it wrong. is, it's like a main, it's not quite on the main line, but it's like a mainline Philly mm-hmm. suburb. Oh no, it is a mainline Philly suburb. It sure is. Um, So it's, it is a little bit east of where I am familiar with. I used to have rehearsals there with the one opera company I sang with. <sighs> I would like to say a final score, by the way, is Pennsylvania 7, Kamish 2, Jordan 1. Pennsylvania has a, dom- a dominant performance Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania. Dominant, dominant performance. I can never spell it correctly uh, when I when I type it. Thank you so much. Spell check. I appreciate that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I look forward to more Pennsylvania towns uh, in the future, and, and we'll we'll have Louisiana Part Two coming. And then it's I think bullshit. Jordan is going to do some. I'll do some Texas ones for y'all. Do some Texas ones. I may have to join you, but I, you know, because I know I, I think I think I'm able to get enough that enough that are way off the beaten path for you. Even we'll see. Okay, we'll see what's up. I mean, um, you don't even know the fucking Texas pledge. So how Texas are you really? Let's be. Honest. I am really not Texas <laughs> at all. The only thing Texas for me personally is I have my dual citizenship between Texas and Louisiana. I have done a crawfish boil and I have smoked a brisket. So that's the only right. dual citizenship that I have. Uh, yeah. Texas, Louisiana side of things now i want to smoke crawfish why did you do this to me um, you know i have someone that i can probably suggest that to uh i mean it's tasty uh, i mean smoked oysters are delicious yeah i don't eat fish so like uh and now we are on part 11 of our 39 part series of the best season of all time for teams who are below 500 all time but so after a bath 500 at, it doesn't get any better bath. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. I feel like I'm, I'm it's not nearly as like musical as it used to be. Rap horns always hit. And Kamish. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Wake Forest. We're talking about the Demon Deacons, folks. Let's talk about Wake, baby. Let's talk about Forest. <laughs> <laughs> lady. Well, Let's talk about first the off, Demon Deacons. Why is it? No. Sorry. So, so I honestly want to say, the more we do this, the more I'm realizing that it took something as fucked up as World War II to make all these teams play well. Because I feel like we keep going back to the 40s. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, I've, I've I've started noticing that too. Right. <laughs> or or Ex- honestly, we go further States, back. We go further back. Sometimes it's the 1910s. 
Yep. World so, War will do that to you too. Second, yeah. second World Wars to, to get these teams to actually be good. So the best team of all time for seasons, uh, for teams who are below 500 of all time for Wake Forest, we made a ruling just based off a of strictly record. We don't care about like metrics or anything like that because we're the Sickos Committee podcast and we believe in the eye test, even though we didn't see them. It's, the, uh, it's, the, it's, it's what you feel. It's what we, we, I think I feel I know that 1944 Wake Forest was 9-1 and there was never a higher winning percentage for Wake Forest when they've played at least more than five games. So <laughs> I want to give a shout out to their two undefeated seasons, which I did not rule them uh, the best team of all time for them. Uh, 1891, they were 1-0. 1892, there were 4-0-1. I believe that could have been going around the Spanish-American War, so I, I don't know exactly the time frame on that. Can I, can uh, I, can I mention the uh, the 1891 Wake Forest? Could you, did, you, did you look at it? No, I didn't look at it. They were uh, 1890, 1891, the Wake Forest Baptists, as they were known at the time. Oh, uh, don't played, like that. Played one game, a win that was a forfeit against North Carolina. <laughs> Count it. Want to know? I'm sure 1892 wasn't too much better either. So I want to give a shout out to 2006 uh, ACC champion Wake Forest. They were 11 and three. I'm gonna give a shout out to 2021 11 and three Wake also, even though they yeah. did not win the conference championship that year, thanks to go ahead, Pit Girl, the the fake slide of Kenny Pickett. Hey, that's all right. There we go. Uh, Wake only has two conference championships in their history. Uh, the 2006 one I just mentioned. Also, 1970, they were six and five, and they won. The, <laughs> they won the conference. They were That's they were six and five. Colonel. They were six and five overall, and they were five and one in the ACC. Their only loss was to South Carolina <laughs> in the ACC. ACC dominance. That's what, what happens. I mean, the coastal was there from the beginning. It, it's always has been. The ACC coastal will never die, and it, it's always been there. Uh, it's in the walls. Totally in the walls. Definitely. Uh, so the nineteen forty four by the by the way, the only the only ACC team they lost to that year was South Carolina. Yeah, that was it. So they lost to the Gamecocks, which is weird because yes, that's right. South Carolina was in the ACC for a time before joining the SEC. Nineteen forty four Wake Forest had a legend of a man for a head coach. Uh, can I, before, coach. before you before you keep going, okay. This is what this is what Kamish sold this on me. Like he he's like, hey, I have some things, but I think I'm gonna go with this. And then he sent me this person's name. Yeah, and I was locked. I okay. sent this person's name, and it was an automatic like, yeah, we're going with this team. Let's go. Uh, Wake Forest's head coach was known as P Head Walker. <laughs> yep. That's all right. It's full like name. an insult from a five-year-old. It was. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But I guess it was the shape of his head. Is P-Head Walker. His full name was Douglas Clyde Walker. P-Head was his nickname. He was mainly a, a baseball player growing up. Walker played minor league baseball in parts of 11 seasons, spanning 1921 to 1932. He was primarily a shortstop. Also, he played second and third base. He like posted a career... He posted a career batting average of 300. He had 30 home runs with 1,007. I'm sorry, in 1,078 games. Notably, he batted over 324 times 
with a career-high average of 338 in 1928 with the York White Roses. I put my favorite P. Head Walker picture in the chat oh, because yeah. it's, it's I love great. me some P. Head Walker. If you think Pie's about amazing. the name P. Head Walker or just like P. Head, that's a Dick Tracy villain. And in that picture, it looks like he's in Dick Tracy. Yep. Yep. Listener, he is wearing a ha- a fantastic hat, a houndstooth coat, what looks like a rope belt on pleated pants, a necktie that would not reach his belly button that is done in brocade. This is a just a, a just a beautiful man. This is a very wide tie. It's a very it really it's is. so wide. That tie is I do wide want to it's take a second. Possible also. that he doesn't know how to tie a cravat. It's that wide. Um, also. Just want to take a moment to acknowledge that the York White Roses, York, Pennsylvania. Ayo! Yeah. Hey. I can pronounce that one correctly. <laughs> no one asked me about that. It does Does that have like some vowels that is like, is it really spelled Y? It's York. 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 Home of Rooters. I just want to go over his playing career before we get to his coaching career with Wake Forest. So 1921 and 1923, he was a baseball player for the Wilson Bugs. Uh, then he, he went to the Norfolk Tars, the Rochester Tribe, back to the Norfolk tra- Tars, back to the Wilson Bugs, the York White Roses, the Bloomington Cubs, the Decatur Commodores, the Winston-Salem Twins, and the finally he finished his career with the Wilmington Pirates. So he played baseball all this time and then was like, nah, I'm going to do football now. So he played baseball all this time, but he started coaching football in 1926 uh, in between a stint uh, uh, (laughs) with the Norfolk Tars and the Wilson Bugs. So he was coaching, he was coaching football while he was playing baseball. Yes. Take that Deion Sanders. Take that Bo Jackson. (laughs) Shit. Take that Bo Jackson. Coach, uh, this is going to be like, it, it's going to be a, a little theme until like he settled down with Wake Forest. Uh, so he, Wake Forest, you know, the Demon Deacons calmed him down and, and made him a one sport man. We all uh, have those, you know, we all had those times in our youth when we, we tried different things and that's right. It went, went crazy, but we settled down with Wake Forest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Deacon was not so demon anymore. Uh, this is my favorite late night call-in show. Welcome to Settle Down with Wake. <laughs> Still awake with Wake. Uh, but, <laughs> God. We're back to the quiet storm again. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, his first head coaching job while he was in between uh, stints playing baseball, he was at Atlantic Christian. Uh, then, um, he got hired as the head coach of Elon Football in 1927. So Elon College, which became Elon University later. 1937, he got hired as the Wake Forest head coach uh, for football. In that time, he was the head coach uh, of a baseball team called the Snow Hill Billies. <laughs> sure. Uh, while he was at Elon, he was the head coach of football, basketball, and baseball. And he was still playing baseball. Of course he was. Yep. <laughs> Plus. Did he wait till the end of baseball season to move from uh, from Elon to Wake? I hope so, because that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like you know, exactly looks like what happens. It seems that way. Um, 
it's, it's again, it's crazy. His head coaching record. Uh, so he was a head coach for football, basketball, uh, college baseball, and then also the Canadian Football League. So after his time with Wake, uh, he had one year at Yale and I think seven years with the Montreal Alouettes. Amazing. Uh, college football, he was 127, 93, and 10. College basketball, he was 124 and 84. College baseball, he was 124 and 61. Uh, and, and Canadian football, he was 59, 48, and 1. I did not know they had ties in the CFL until tonight. There you go. All right. Uh, in bowls, he was 1 and 1. I just don't understand how you could be the coach of the Snow Hillbillies of the Class D Coastal Plain League, leading them to the playoffs twice into one league championship while coaching Wake Forest football. That's because there was no off season. That's because they didn't do fucking like, there was no, there was no like exercising off season. It was literally just, you know, show up, inject amphetamines, go team. Basically. I mean, this, this guy's a, a, apparently he is a legend. Honestly, I, I may have to get this, this, you know, after reading more and more about this gentleman, I may have to get the book about him. Uh, get book, but get the fucking book. I, I may have to do it's it. It's free uh, yeah. with Kindle Unlimited. That's right. And look, uh, and look at the width of that tie. That is a big tie. Again, um, one of P. Head Walker's longtime friends was Arnold Palmer, the golfer. Arnold Palmer. Uh, P. Head Noted Walker. Pennsylvania native. That's right. P. Head tried to recruit him to play football for him at Wake Forest. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not happen. Uh, that'd have been great if Arnold Palmer was a football player for Wake Forest. Um, the book that we mentioned previously that's free with Kindle Unlimited, it is just the name P-Head with an exclamation point. The Life and Times of a Southern Fried Coach. Excellent title. Love it. Sounds about right. Yep. It's, it's amazing. Um, P-Head. He took Wake Forest to their first bowl game in 1946. Not this season, of course, uh, but to the first ever Gator Bowl. And he became a Gator Bowl Hall of Famer yeah, uh, he did. Po- after he passed away. Uh, Douglas Clyde P. Head Walker proved to Wake Forest football fans and the media that his traditional coaching philosophy and his dynamic personality could survive throughout Deacon history. From 1937 to 1950, P. Head Walker established a brilliant football coaching career at Wake Forest University, focusing primarily on exceptional recruiting, blocking, tackling, and kicking. He believed it's a, ga- in- it's a game of tackling. We've right. learned this. That's right. Uh, the recruiting. You couldn't get Arnold Palmer though. He believed in discipline, strength, and conditioning during practices, and demanded hard work and dedication from the players. In addition to compiling a 77, 51, and 6 during a, his 14-year regime, he also led the teams to two bowl games, one including the win over South Carolina in the 1946 inaugurable, I'm sorry, inaugurable, what is that? Inaugurable. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pennsylvania has infected me. Uh, but the inaugural Gator Bowl. Following his stint at Wake Forest University, P. Head Walker joined a longtime friend, Herman Hickman, at Yale. After one year at Yale, he signed on as head football coach at Montreal in the Canadian Football League. I, I'm just imagining a really southern gentleman by the name of P. Head coaching in Montreal. Bonjour. Can, can, can anybody give me the French translation of P. Head? No. 
I, I want that. Yeah, hold up. God, one second, please. I, I have a I have a tangent while we're looking that up, and yeah. that is that I have a new bowl game idea, which is the bowl <laughs> game is in a new is in a different place every year, and it's only ever held there year held there once, and it is the inaugurable, and every Ooh. year it is the inaugurable Ooh. inaugurable, in a different place. So it is always the first one there, and then it's it's only ever that one. Uh, P head is tête de pois. <laughs> say, say that again. At de pois. Okay, so I'm imagining the Montreal fans. County. So I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. It, this is Louisiana, so it's Teddy de pois. That sounds about right, honestly. Teddy de pois. Teddy de pois. Teddy de pois. My cousin. My cousin down from Teddy de pois. I think my cousin's name is Teddy de pois. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to hold it together, folks. Um, he won four division titles before returning to one of his passions, scouting. With experience in scouting for the New York Yankees and the New York Giants, P-Head continued that role throughout his football coaching career. So he was a baseball scout while he was coaching football. Amazing. These jobs can't be that hard, guys. They can't uh, be I that mean, hard. Like, now it's just like you just live that. You're up at 4 a.m., grinding tape p heads out here like scouting major talent from the major leagues living in canada playing baseball on the side amazing get you a man who can do both uh, mm-hmm. uh, or like four things apparently p head the original multitasker uh <laughs> so back to the 1944 wake forest team that finished nine and one elmer barber was the captain uh in 1943 and he was the uh captain in 1944 Barber was an all-conference team selection in both years, and he won the Jacobs Blocking Trophy as the best blocking back in the Southern Conference as a senior. Apparently, this blocking trophy is still a thing. Okay. I had no idea. Like, like they're still giving that out in 2022 and 2023. I had no idea that the Jacobs Blocking Trophy is, is still a thing. I, I had no idea about that. But uh, I found a picture of it. It made me angry. It's yeah. a plaque. Not a, it's, it's, a plaque, it's not, not a trophy. trophy. It's not it's a, a trophy. It's just, oh, come on, man. Oh, that is disappointing. It's, it's a plaque with a picture of a trophy on it. it come on. Be, it's a blocking trophy. It should be block shaped. I mean, can they make it like a blocking I mean, sled at least? That would be good. But I was picturing just like, here's a brick. <laughs> also good. <laughs> I like that. It's a I blocking like brick. Like an ABC a block. block. Yeah. So this 1944 team was the only other Wake Forest team to start 7 and 0. So when you saw Wake Forest, you know, start the season in 2021 at 7 and 0, they matched this team in 1944. That was yeah. the only other team in their history that has started 7 and 0. So I'm going to go Hell over yeah. there. I'm going to go over the schedule for the the Deacons here in 1944. So they were at North Carolina, they won 7 nothing. At Georgia, won 14-7. Uh, they played uh, at home uh, against Maryland, they won 39 nothing. Played a neutral site game in Greensboro, North Carolina, against uh, VMI. They won 38-7. Then they went at North North Carolina State. They won 21-7. At Miami, won 27-0. Uh, then they played their second home game of the year against Clemson. <laughs> they won 13-7. They had their one loss at Duke. Uh, when they were ranked 12th, Duke was ranked 20th. Uh, they did get blown out by Duke, unfortunately. 34 nothing. 
but they did bounce back in a neutral side game in Charlotte, North Carolina against South Carolina, and they beat the Gamecocks 19-13 to finish the season 9-1. Two home games. Woof. Also, I just want to talk about the attendance here. Yeah. Uh, the most attended game here was the Duke game, 35,000. Georgia fans, you got to get your shit together. Only 8,500 people showed up for this. In Sanford Stadium. In Sanford, yeah. Like, come in Sanford. On. These are rookie numbers. This is why everybody dunks on your home attendance, Georgia. Do better. Yeah, you were out attended by the Kedets. Mm. Ooh. 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 I'm going to make a case for who gives a crap about the Duke loss. Duke wound up winning the conference in 1943, 1944, and 1945. In this season, Wake has a transitive win over Duke anyway, so their loss didn't matter. Duke lost to Penn. Penn beat William & Mary. William & Mary beat NC State. And of course, Wake Forest beat NC State at NC State. There's a bunch of different pictures of of P-head coaching. One one of the things is just absolutely amazing. It's just like Duke ends another perfect record. So I was trying to figure out Duke, apparently with the, the spoilers, uh, they had lost four in a row, but they lost to uh, a number six ranked team. And then they lost to the number two ranked team. So Duke had like a really, 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 really tough strength of schedule. Uh, and as soon as they got into the conference play, apparently uh, Duke was, was just taking out on the conference opponents. Uh, yeah, Duke, Duke's four losses in a row were at Penn, uh, home against North Carolina pre-flight. Yes. The fight in Cloudbusters. <laughs> We're going to have to bubble uh, and then, that and then, And then lo- there is no logo, unfortunately. I said no. Oh, come on. Uh, also, a loss at, uh, versus number six Navy and a loss versus number five, number two Army. So Duke had the strength to schedule over them. And unfortunately, Duke wound up winning the conference, which, I mean, again, you know, the conference isn't everything to Wake Forest. I'm going to say that because, again, they won it in 1970 at 6-5. and five. Big deal. They won it in 2006. Eh, who cares? Um, you know, Jim Grove and P. Head Walker, uh, they are both still <laughs> tied for the all-time wins in Wake Forest. <laughs> yes. History. They are tied. So they are tied. So P. Head still on the record books of Wake Forest today. Uh, the one thing that was hilarious that I found some articles is when uh, Wake Forest beat Miami at Burdine Stadium in Miami, Florida. The headline, it says, uh, 18,232 shivering fans see Deacons run over U of Miami. I'm trying to figure out what the temperature was. So I have the whole thing. I'm like, Miami, what is shivering for Miami? And I keep looking at this article and I cannot say that. However, P Head says they praise that and he's like, I really like the weather. So P Head was like, <laughs> I'm all for this weather. Like shivering fans. I cannot find like how cold it was. Because like if it's sixty in Miami, they're wearing like those big giant puffy starter jackets in Miami. So I mean I'm trying to figure out like what temperature it was in and I can't find anything whatsoever uh how cold it was there was not any like you know temperature measurement in yeah, the, I can imagine there's not a I mean the, I mean I'm sure there was thermometers out there not the giant thermometers that we had or anything like that uh there's headlines in there it's just like penalties 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 uh P head really liked Wiley's punting um it, University of Miami net loss was was eight yards. So they had negative eight yards for the entire game, which is absolutely <laughs> amazing. 
six. Hold up, one one moment, please. All right, all right. Let's see. You got it. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm I'm looking. Like everything I'm seeing, it's like eighty five. <laughs> Shivering patrons. It was eighty five in Miami. In October. I can't imagine. Just in amazing. Uh, I'm in the Miami Herald archive. Please hold. Please there hold. we go. She's she's in, folks. You keep talking. I'll click through and let you know. Okay. Oh, it's paywalled. Boo. Uh, boo. So, so why didn't they get to a bowl game this year? So, because Duke won the the ACC title game. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, so sir. So That's con. not the ACC. The SoCon. That is the SoCon. Yeah. Hashtag uh, SoCon Saturday. Duke, yep. Duke got the bid to the Sugar Bowl, and Duke wound up beating Alabama 29-26 in the Sugar Bowl <laughs> that year. Yeah, they did. So, again, I don't know what happened with, like, Duke at Penn, uh, North Carolina pre-fight, Navy, Army, but they spoiled Georgia Tech's perfect season and then they spoiled wake force perfect season after that duke duke played spoiler there but i mean i feel like wake forest had that i know in 1946 they won the uh i'm sorry 1945 they won the conference uh, they didn't win the conference but they got to go to the gator bowl that was the first one so that was the first one yeah. they ever did and they got to win I, i'd like to i'd like to show you guys uh i dropped it in the chat Wait a damn minute. Look how many conference games Duke won to win the SOCON. Yeah. Four. Mm. They went mm. six and four overall mm -hmm. with four conference wins. Wake Forest goes six, one and oh, eight, one and oh overall. Yep. Don't look at the rest of the conference. It was real bad. Well, Sus. NC State was not bad. Yeah, but it drops off real fast, fast. Oh, fast. it does as soon as you start talking about Maryland. Speaking yeah. of Maryland. Uh, there's a there's a headline in here. It says Deacons wallop Maryland thirty nine nothing. Wake Forest, North Carolina, an all civilian Wake Forest powerhouse struck through the air on it and on the ground on Saturday in its first home game in two years to crush Maryland thirty nine nothing before a small crowd of two thousand. <laughs> first home game in two years. Yes, yeah, Wake Forest's first home game in two years. Wake Forest were the original road warriors. So, like, P-Head had to keep their heads level on the road. It, Wait, it was in 43, they didn't play a single home game? This no. This is also evidently Wake Forest was still in Wake Forest then? Yeah, this is, this is like, that old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I thought they moved, like, before then. Maybe the stadium was still there? I don't know. Unclear. I'm still trying to figure out how Maryland managed to have two conference games. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like Maryland played two conference games in the Southern Conference, and they were one and one. Oh, uh, the School of Medicine moved to Winston Salem in 1941, so I bet they didn't play a home game because they were in the process of moving. Okay. The whole school moved to Winston Salem in 1946, which is later than I would have thought. That was way later than I. I, I swear that was way earlier than that. Okay. Sorry, guys. No home games. Bless this mess. One thing. I, <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to point out in that Maryland article. It says an all civilian Wake Forest powerhouse. So keep in mind, Duke is recruiting people that are coming back from the war. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's right. Yep. So an all civilian powerhouse. This is why I'm talking about the Demon Deacons in 1944 as the, the best team of all time for Wake. Uh, only one loss. Again, an amazing coaching job by P-Head 
Um, he did lead them to a bowl game in the next season. Again, did not win the conference, but, you know, that's not a thing out of Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not, you know, known for winning the conference. Apparently, I, um, you know, again, I, I really want to go over that, that 1970 Wake Forest team because it's six and five overall, but five and one in conference and win the conference. That is, that is classic ACC Wake Forest behavior right there. Also did a little diving when I was helping Kamish find some news articles. I don't have a ton by Mr. Al Jennings, but we have another uh, sports editor who has some problems with the team and people not supporting them. Uh, Al Jennings in his column stringing along says, what happened to the Demon Deacons last Saturday? That is one question that many were asking in the crowd of 27,000 that saw the game. The Deacons got off to a good start as they took the ball and roared to the Duke five yard line. This is from the loss. Frankly, we think that George Clark's brilliant 94 yard touchdown run was what took the spirit out of the wake team. That couple with the great Duke stand on the devil's five yard line would be enough to make this any team say, what the hell can you do with a team like that? <laughs> and also, that, and that's what I said. From, also from the, uh, from the same newspaper from this year, an article tiled co-eds try hypnotism by Becky Brown pajama clad. The girls in Botwick hall sat huddled over a desk littered with everything from apple cores to broken fountain pens. Dozens of metal curlers clicked together as their owners desperately shook their heads to keep awake. It was 1.30 and there was yet a, st a stack of material yet to be studied. Why, she wondered, did I not think of mid-semesters as I took those voluminous notes? A tour of every room in Boswick Hall would feature the same scene with variations on the color of the PJs and the number of apple cores. That is, almost every room. In a couple of rooms, girls neither reviewed nor crammed. They slept and flunked. But wait, what goes on in this room? Why, someone is dying. The body of a girl lies prostrate on the bed. Her eyes are open and shut at seemingly timed intervals. And one penetrating light above, weird phrasing, above the bed makes her look as if she is already in a world which knows neither English book nor sulfuric acid. Beside, beside her sits a co-ed whispering in soft tones. Is the girl really dying? What professor on campus would be such a brute to allow the co-ed to pass out from overstudy? And then the voice of the attending girl rose a little and her words could be heard. One, you're going to sleep. Four, you're going to sleep. Six, you're going to sleep. Why, no one's dying. The Coeth have simply resorted to the widely recognized art of hypnotism to pass their exams. That was a ride. What the fuck is up with Wake Forest students that they've, like, they're all about apple cores? Because I could probably count the number of apples I ate in college on one hand. Yep. <laughs> and metal curl, broken fountain pens, metal curlers, and apple cores, just like y'all did college. Yeah, that sounds mm -hmm. right. That's all there is. They were using hypnotism to cramp for exams, and I love it. It was in the newspaper. Hey, man, I, I don't really need to study. Can you hypnotize me to learn this entire book? I, I hadn't mm -hmm. thought of that. Well, it's I'm, like a, like a high-level osmosis method, right? I mean, like, you know, you put maybe, the textbook under your pillow. It, it works, maybe. Maybe we need to bring that back. Like, hypnotize me on the stage. Just don't make me, like, cluck like a chicken or anything like that. But you know. The procedure is perfectly simple and has glorious results. When it works. When it works. When it works. Love that. 50% um, of the time it works every time. <laughs> yep. I do want to say this. One thing for the 1944 Wake team. If the Gator Bowl was created a year before, they, they would have went to the Gator Bowl again. So like the next season and the 1945 Deacons, they did go to the, the Gator Bowl after that. They were only 5-3-1. and one, uh, But basically they lost to Duke again. That the next year, um, which Duke was a powerhouse because, you know, again, getting those military folks 
and Wake Forest was doing it all clean by the books. P. Head Walker all the way focused on the civilian folks of Wake Forest. Yes, I, I, by, by doing it clean all the way, I assume just the normal amounts of morphine and amphetamines and not the higher dosage of morphine and amphetamines. There was no P. Hey, head performance enhancing substances. I okay. Sure, time out. I don't... <laughs> listen to the stuff we get at the Army Surplus store. Time out. Time out. Okay, a pea protein powder. Yep. Yep. Pea heads. Right. Yep. You seen this? Yep. Okay. Yep. That is where I was going with that. This yep. is our. It's okay, ground so up after, peas. After we get stickers and coffee mugs and shirts out, we're going straight into the protein supplements. Yeah. Tm. Tm. Trademark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Take this idea. This is our idea. Thank mm-hmm. you. Pea head protein. The protein powder of a Southern Fried Coach. And the Sickos Committee. And the Sickos Committee, that's right. Yeah, the official health supplements of the Sickos Committee. Wonderful. Sold. <laughs> Take some pee head. The FDA has not evaluated these statements. Say that again, Beth. We interrupted that. I said it. It's hypnotically good. Perfect. Winner. That's it. Okay. Pee head protein. <sighs> hey, folks. Anything else? <laughs> no. Um, we definitely hope that we may have a special episode coming up on Tuesday, which will get released on Thursday, which will be the 18th. We're going to do a special episode on the 18th. We may have a special guest, uh, and that would be coming out on the 20th. So uh, we appreciate you listening now. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Have a good night, guys. Bye, friends.